Are you interested in tech sales but not sure where to start? Or perhaps you've been thinking whether sales boot camps are the right path for you. If you've had these questions, then you're going to love this episode. Today, we have Kim Chung, a tech sales professional who has successfully navigated the world of technology sales using boot camps. Kim has attended several sales boot camps and will give an in-depth review of her experiences. She will share which boot camps are worth it and which boot camps aren't. You'll learn how to properly select a boot camp that will set you up for success. If you're considering a career in tech sales or you're curious about the benefits of sales boot camps, this episode is for you. The No Degree Podcast showcases diverse routes to success for those without college degrees. I'm your host, Janayat Iqbal, and I've made it my mission to help individuals without degrees find meaningful careers that pay well. So tune in, get comfortable, and prepare for a unique perspective on success as we unpack Kim Chung's journey in tech sales and her experience with sales boot camps right here on the No Degree Podcast. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve them. LinkedIn insomnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in the know. Welcome to another episode of the No Degree Podcast. I want to personally thank you for tuning in and supporting our show. If you haven't yet, hit that follow or subscribe button. I encourage you, don't keep this to yourself. Share these inspired stories with your friends. Invite them to subscribe and connect with us on social media. So today, I have a very special guest, Kim Hung. Kim has been through three sales boot camps and Kim is going to give you insights on what she went through in each of those boot camps. She's going to let you know what she found that helped her, what she found didn't help her, and she'll give you insight so that you have an idea of what you should look for in a sales boot camps. Boot camps are great options, but they can get very expensive and some of them are outright predatory with their pricing. So today's episode, we're going to make sure that when you leave, that you can effectively get your first job as SDR or BDR. So hi, Kim. Hi, Junea. How are you? Thank you for having me. Good, good. So you started off uh, and you started off with RAMP. But before you got went to RAMP, you actually came from s- somewhat of a background, right, in sales. Can you give us a brief summary of your background? Yeah. So, you know, I've always done financial services, but I am more in like the front um, client-facing role in some management capacity, um, working in banking and credit union most of the time. So during the time of um, COVID, I just started looking around and, you know, seeing that everyone was looking for a safe work option where, you know, they don't have to um, not only commute, but just, you know, still make income, but at the same time, you're, you don't have to expose, you know, to COVID and potentially, you know, bringing it home. And it was like a huge thing at that time. So looking up at, um, you know, becoming an SDR, uh, I look at several programs, right? Um, and at that time, RAMP came around and they were offering, um, free classes. Okay. So with RAMP, I, Basically, I wanted to, you know, see, just kind of check it out, right? Because, you know, what can you lose? You know, you only have time, right? Um, I, I signed up and I went through with the program. It was quick, fairly quick. It went through um, some online modules, some basic, and then it also actually um, have a coach to kind of, you know, work with you one-on-one, like giving you some pointer 
um, when you go through a sales call, um, when you get to that module of sales call. So I thought it was really helpful because you're actually getting in-depth industry um, expert, you know, to actually kind of give you some true real guidance as to what can you do better or what are you not doing correctly when you're making that phone calls when you you know have your opener right um and then it goes into all that emails template and stuff okay that's good to know so did you feel that like let's say someone came in with zero sales experience right Mm -hmm. and let's say a hundred would be their top-notch sdr where would you say ramp gets you Mm, i would probably rank it at a low, um, maybe about 20. Um, I, I'm a visual learner myself and I feel like, you know, the engagement wasn't there completely for me. It was, um, a lot of videos that you can just play, but I want some more of just more of like hands on and, you know, having the actual person to teach the class. Okay. So more hands on, do you feel like the knowledge was comprehensive or it was just very fundamental? Very fundamental, very fundamental. Um, and as I have been following um, companies since, um, you know, pre-COVID time, I see a lot of the the churning of SDR coming from one company and, you know, like, what are they not doing well? Um, because it's all about, you know, building that relationship and connecting um, but at the same time, I feel like they're not honed in on that relationship building part, but they're just turning and turning on calls. That's more of like a burnout aspect of the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you feel like it gave you an introduction to the concept, but didn't give you enough practice or support to really hone those skills. Yes. Yes. Okay. And I find that that's really essential because, you know, imagine putting yourself through the lens of, you know, a, a buyer or, you know, someone that's making decision for the company. You're getting calls all the time, you know, like, what's this SDR is going to be another difference. And it's just like so many layers of calls before you even get to the right person to even get a meeting, you know? Okay. No, that makes sense. So you mentioned that the program was about four weeks long? Yeah, it's about four weeks. Okay. Do they still offer it or is it something they don't offer anymore? Um, I honestly, I, I haven't checked at it since um, because when I, um, after I, I took the class and I'm like, okay, I kind of know, you know, afterward that, okay, this is actually a, a recruiting company utilizing an educational component to yeah. pretty much get their candidates the basic fundamental before, you know, they um, pitch them to potential um, employer. That was, yeah, that was the whole gist that I kind of wrap my hands around it. So even though, you know, I went through maybe about 10 interviews or so with companies after I completed the training, there wasn't one that really stick to me. Okay. So now you went to get another boot camp and this time it was a spireship. Mm-hmm. So what was your reasoning for choosing them as opposed to continue to look for a job? So when I went to Aspireship, it was more of like a comparison to see because of all the great things that I've heard about Aspireship. And um, to be honest, is they 
pretty much that that place i would highly i could highly recommend people to go through that program because again there's no cost to it okay um that was a huge point for me because you know i wasn't going to spend any money to to try to learn something and then you know to give it back um in a way you know but aspireship is a good platform their teaching is very um is very unique is unique in a way that it actually allows you to record you know record your own kind of demo talk to some of the interviews before they grade you on the final so that was the final um you know when you go through all the the modules and the learning you have to pass each one before you get moved on to the next I've heard good things about Aspireship and mm-hmm. I had their CTO Jason on the podcast and I really like their model and they're pretty comprehensive and they've always done a good job of just Christine increasing, is amazing. <laughs> yeah, just increasing access and being supportive. So now how would you rate them from like a 0 to 100 in preparing you for like a sales job? I would say a good 80 um you know in the high 80 range. because they will be the 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 language is very easy to absorb they yeah. don't use technical jargon you know to to teach you um but again just a lot of practice a lot of self practice and um the networking piece is huge um okay. you know just introducing you to um you know to mentor with uh potentially other companies now what would you say they didn't cover Um I think they I think they probably well they probably wouldn't even know because every company is so different. They probably did not cover the different industry in tech. You know, it's mainly yes, you're going to be in an SDR role, but at the same time it's just a, there's so many what is that word I'm trying to use? Um variety. There's yeah, there's so many verticals in tech that you know that if you kind of help the students to see you know where they could potentially work they they probably could you know prepare you better for that instead of you know kind of just mirror you to what they think is is a good company and then you know sending you on referral to that but i've seen and i've met a lot of people who done really extremely well through um aspireship are you frustrated with your job search Are you sending out resume after resume with no callbacks? If so, I have some good news. After 3 years of helping over 400 people land jobs at places like Meta, HubSpot, Google, Twitter, Amazon, Tesla, Disney, Sony, I created a course. In the Get Your Dream Career course, you'll discover best practices for creating a resume that stands out and you'll also learn how to optimize your job search. It covers every aspect of the job, including resumes, application strategy, networking, LinkedIn profile optimization, interview guidance, and salary negotiation. You will also get a behind the scenes view of how recruiters use LinkedIn to find candidates. And of course, you'll get resume and cover letter templates. Get one step closer to your dream job. Sign up at the link in the notes below. Yeah, so just for the listeners to and is just a lot of times these boot camps will go for SaaS sales, they'll go for tech sales, but just realize that there's supply chain, right? Mm-hmm. There's CPG, there's other types of services that you would never know about, right? Telecom sales. And one of the highest priced resume uh 
one of the people that I did a resume for who made the highest salaries, who made close to over half a million dollars a year. And depending on certain things, he may have made, he may even make a million dollars a year. He sold paper packaging products. And he mentioned all of his deals were with large companies and they were in the seven figure range. So a lot of times, some of these boring industries, right? Just think about there's a salesperson that sells parts to AutoZone or to mechanics. There are people who sell, you know, printers that make t-shirts. And a lot of times they dominate their industries. A lot of people don't realize that there are people who sell, um, you know, healthcare solutions to offices. So there are people who sell equipment to doctor's offices and dentists. So don't close yourself off. And a lot of time people are not pursuing these industries. So if you cold call or you reach out or you make a connection, you can make, I know a lot of people make good in pharma sales, medical sales. So these are other industries that you can do well on. Now you went through the program. So what were some of the things you learned in, uh, if you could share with the audience? I think, you know, you learned that there are just so many ways to, to use different available platform to get to someone um, contact. At least that's what I, I, I learned, right? I thought that, you know, back in, well, you guys probably will know when I say this, but back in the days, people used to go through what a yellow phone, a yellow yeah. book or a, a white page book. They still exist, okay? Yeah. They still drop that thick old thick thing in front of my house. But, you know, now these days you have what? You can use Apollo. You can use some other, you know, really cool software to look up someone in the company. You know, LinkedIn Navigator, you know, yeah. Sales Nav, right? So um, you make that connection. But I think anything platform is, is not going to be as real as you really actually taking the time to get that true connection um, going for that person to get to know you, you know, because at the end of the day, you are a real person behind that lens. Yeah. Now, do you feel that after aspireship that someone can start a full-time job as an SDR and do okay? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, there's going to be, of course, hard work and constant, um, you know, constant molding and, and stuff and coaching, but if they have the right support system, because at the end of the day, you know, employer and people need to see that someone who come into the role of SDR, one is because, you know, there's income potential. That's flat out. That's, you know, that's, you're in there, you're, you're in it for, you know, the, for the money, for the growth, for the, for the technology, for, you know, just to stay on top of things. But at the, the same time, I think it has to do with your passion. You know, if you're true about really enjoying to talk to people and getting them the right solution, then yes, being an SDR is really going to be your job. Okay. Now, what what are some things that regardless of any training program, people are going to have to learn? I feel like getting used to rejection is something oh, that that's just... Good. Yeah, that's just yeah, that's a given, you know. I mean, even as you're going through the boot camp, when you're going through those mock interviews, those are harsh, you know. I mean, I I had to. um, So once I had a a, you know a a coach that um, basically I had to do a cold call to, and like as soon as I 
picked up the phone and the first thing I said was like, hi, is Kim? And then they said, no, no, drop it. Don't even use that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's, you have to just keep practice and practice and learn, learn the right language, you know, learn the right language to, to talk. And it takes, it, it does takes practice. Um, you know, I, I once saw another, uh, LinkedIn feed on, um, on a gal who was so brave to, you know, to kind of watch, let us see how she makes her call and how she gets rejected. And it was like, wow, <laughs> you know, and that's the kind of thing that you want to learn and see from because getting through the interview is one, getting hired is one, getting on the company is one. But after you get through that, you know, two weeks, a week, even, even if they have a week now of orientation with the company, you're expected to perform. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you have, you're expected to perform. So come as, come prepare as it is, you know, just, but just be, be ready, be ready to fight that phone. <laughs> yeah, no, it's something important. Okay. So now you went to train you. What was your reasoning for that to go for another boot camp? So when I was at, um, previously when I was at Aspireship, I think I met one of the trainer that went to train you and something about him that I wanted to learn more from, you know, that I feel like, you know, this is a person that can actually help, you know, inspire me to, to do something different. And so him going to train you as a trainer and me, wanting to see, you know, what is all this hype about all these different boot camp, but with Trainio, they are actually doing um, not web version that they let you watch. This is actually in person on Zoom. Well, not, not in person, just on Zoom, on but live. Zoom. Yeah, live Zoom. And, you know, you get to actually interact just like a whole class. So it was, you know, intriguing. And I'm like, oh, you get to do this? Sign me up. Right. So I, I met people. I, I interact with people. That's exactly what I needed to do. That's exactly what I needed to, to be in that space. And, um, Trainio is so different than the other, um, boot camp. And I wish they could have just, you know, like continue. I wish they did not stop because they actually helped me see from a perspective of, you know, really what is, um, what it takes, you know, to actually be an SDR behind that scene from the application, the fundamental, the, the rejection, the business side, the interview side, the different software that, you know, the, that you can use to, to navigate as you're making the calls, the role play. And every week, you know, we bring in, um, we bring on, um, different experts from the industry. Who are yeah. actually already, yeah, who are already in the, in the gig and, you know, been there. And some of these names are, you know, very well known. Yeah. So for those of you listening, Trainio unfortunately had to stop its operations. Since Trainio was very comprehensive and it, I was one of the instructors, it paid us to make sure for our time and it had to pay the workers for the operations. Unfortunately, due to a down economy, Trainio made us money off of placing the people that it trained. Um, a lot of companies did not want higher SDRs because in a down economy, there are so many applications. So they did not want to pay any fees to hire. And that's what led to it. But by listening to Kim, you realize that what made it so good 
is that it was very comprehensive. Realize that there's a lot that goes into sales. So I really recommend you pick up a lot of sales books just to get different perspectives and that role play. Like I had a sales person on my podcast and they mentioned they did so many role plays, kept on practicing. They kept on trying new scenarios and they did very well, but it was not easy at all. And it takes a lot of commitment and discipline. What are some other things that you feel that Trainio did well? Um, I think, you know, overall, it had really good preparation. Um, it prepares you mentally, you know, as a seller to really get get your foot in the door. Um, I mean, when I left that program, I, I feel like, you know, I wish it would have been longer, you know, because I, yeah. I, miss, um, I miss a lot of my, I was May cohort, always May cohorts. Um, and... I made friends, you know, like it, you stay connected with those same people, the same people that you want, you know, to see do well. And, um, I have one girl in my class. She worked as an, she got into an SDR role, um, never, you know, work in a, a SaaS space before ever. And I think she was, um, at one point she was like, work at like a fast food chain, you know, but just really sweet girl getting onto the program, putting in the time, learn it. And, you know, every week we would like check in with each other. And finally, when she got the job, she's like, I can't believe they picked me. I didn't even know why they picked me, Kim. I think so. I'm like, you know, sometimes you, you kind of have to go off on the, you know, kind of like go off the grid and not go with your instinct by hiring because some of the best people out there, you know, they, they don't have the experience, but if you're willing to coach them and train them, they have the heart to do the work and stay in the work longer than those who actually have done a couple of these games. Yeah. And here's the beauty of sales. I Sales is one of those industries they don't necessarily care about whether or not you have a degree because at the end of the day, can you sell? Yeah. And you don't learn the fundamentals of selling in college. You don't learn how to get rejected. You don't learn the emotional intelligence. You don't learn the people skills. You learn this outside the classroom. And oftentimes, a lot of that information is going to be on books and podcasts. Now, if you were to give it rating from zero to 100, what would you give Trainio? I think I would give Trainio 100. Okay. Top down. Yeah. yeah. And... Yeah, and I have to share something, and I think this is actually already, you know, out there. But um, when when Trainio was doing well, um, and I think despite of the fact that they lost one of their founder, amazing guy, um, you know, it's 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 one of those things where if you always go back and question, right? Could have been if he's still around, would Trainio still be around, right? Um, and I think, you know. That would always be a, a question for all of us. Um, I, I'm all a hundred percent support for, for the current founder that, you know, that he's going to be moving on to other things. But at the same time, you know, it, it takes a lot to, to lead a company. Um, and I just want everyone to, you know, to understand that it wasn't just, um, them competing, but they really put their hearts and mind into, a place that they believe in and that was to grow people and really develop people who's going to enjoy what they're going to do. So yeah, and I, I, I like that for them. Yeah. And for the audience, Sunil Kumar was one of the co-founders of Trainio along with Omar Sadiq. Unfortunately, Sunil passed away and it, 
you know, it makes me sad that I still have the WhatsApp messages, the voice notes. So I got to figure out how to take them off my phone. And, you know, he was always so supportive. He was always saying me, hey, I've been such a bad friend. I'm sorry for not getting back to you. And I knew that he really poured heart and soul into the community. So just realized that programs like this take a lot of work. Now, how long was that program? Um, eight weeks. Yeah, it was the longest. It was the longest because I remember when I um got signed up and Paula connected me to Sanu and I, when I um talked to him, you know, doing a one on one with him, and he says, you know, this is gonna take longer, and you know. What do you think is going to be different when you, you know, take same questions that you asked me? You know, like yeah. you went through RAM, you went through Aspireship. What are you hoping to get out of um, Trainio? Right? I said I see this more of like a community. You know, I'm I'm here to you know network, but at the same time, I want to network with more people who are in the same space as me, growing with me. I'm not working as an SDR yet. I mean, eventually I did, but it was like it did not just. Take a month. It did not take like two months. It was like four or five months after that. But I I learned and I put all the the concept that I learned and I practice and I keep practicing until now. I'm still you know I'm still using a lot of the stuff that I learned at Trainio. Yeah, and then for those of you in the audience, episode seventy two is with Sunil Kumar, and another episode is with Omar Sharif. So I've interviewed both the founders about their journey. So kind of. To see uh, the sales skills and how they applied it. Now, eight weeks. Now, you mentioned one thing, and I think this is really important: is they had a community. I and it's always good to have a community and to have an accountability partner. So I always recommend when you start going online, if you have someone to go through any program with, that maybe you could be like, "Hey, I'll read a book. We'll take notes. We'll do X, Y, Z." That you can share, so that you're not going through at it alone, and it's so much easier to go through things when you have someone, and that other person keeps you accountable because you're going to work hard to make sure you're accountable to them. They're also going to make they're also going to work hard to stay accountable to you. Now you went through the program. What were some things that you felt you were still missing even after going through a great program like Brainio? Oh, you know, I think the missing piece is probably, um, <laughs> and it's not a surprise because I think people say that you know they can reject you any day, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I have. <laughs> I, I I think I learned to accept and you know move from disappointment. Like, just stop trying to like don't don't. Put myself too hope high of a hope and make myself disappointing because, I mean, for example, I I, I have worked in company where after Trainio I had deals that I thought that was sure gonna be closed like closed at that in that book right and and it just like nope apparently not so it's you know with the sales piece that's great I think that if it could be an extra layer added of components in there it would be this is more of like a you know nowadays we call it it will be self-care self-care for yourself during the sales uh, process <laughs> yeah and you know it's crazy I've had situations where people just pull out last minute and it sucks 
mm-hmm. right? That you thought you had it and they just pull out. But it's a part of sales, right? That yeah. there are so many things outside of your control. Maybe they lost budget. I've had instances where uh, for sales, the people lost their jobs. So now I lost my point of contact and now you have to start it all over again. So there are many reasons why you could lose a sale. And something that, again, no amount of talking about it, telling you about it is going to prepare for you prepare you for it until it actually happens to you. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Facts. (laughs) Yeah. So now, uh, what advice would you have for someone choosing a boot camp? Be like me. (laughs) Go with the variety. I think, you know, there's so many program out there, but look for, look for a place that actually doesn't cost you anything to join. You know, Aspireship is still around. Um, I don't know if Ramp is still there, but basically there are a lot of programs out there that doesn't require you any upfront cost at all, at all, zero. Okay. So as long as you make that investment to do your research and go in it with the, with an open heart and an open mind that, you know, you're going to expect to learn something from it is really key and just be ready. You know, is being an SDR is not, um, it's not for the faint of heart, really. You're going to be on the phone a lot. Yeah. yeah like 90% of the time. <laughs> yeah. And so it's a great career. It opens up a lot. A lot of people in sales, they sometimes leave sales, but they always have those skills. Whether they go on to start their own business, whether they go in a different career, you are always selling something right? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes you're selling yourself, you're selling an initiative, you're selling a program, you're moving forward with things. So those are things that you want to be mindful of. Now, again, as Kim said, do your research, make sure you're looking. I know that there are some low cost programs. I would really recommend you read some sales books, listen to some sales podcasts to get idea of what you should be expecting. I think it helps if you understand some sales concept. And then one way I've realized that some people get into sales is try to sell for a friend, you know, try to get an idea. And at the end of the day, sales is about solving problems for people. Understand how you can solve problems for people, how you can use that to set yourself apart. Um, it's a great career, but it's not for everyone. I know some people, it's just not for them and it's okay. But just because sales is not a great career for you does not mean you can't learn a lot from sales. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree because it's one to to be in the sales space. It's a lot, a lot harder, I think, to to be in a leadership role that's in that sales space. I, I, I hear a lot, a lot of um, challenges these days. So... It is not, it's not for everyone. But if you enjoy the work, look at a, look for a vertical that you're going to enjoy. So for example, if you're going to, you know, if you want to and like sales, find something that you enjoy, you know, like what I'm doing right now, I'm, I'm working in healthcare. I still work with the public, but my role, I interact with the public, solving problems, trying to provide people resources. That's what I do. I absolutely love that. Now, what advice would you give to yourself before you started any of these boot camps? Um, what advice would I give to myself? Um, 
Give yourself time to absorb the learning. Like, don't don't rush it, you know. And just know that the right company did not choose you. Is not because it's you know something's wrong with you. There's something that you know that is out there for you. There's a door that is wider, you know, that is for you, that's bigger for you, and not everybody is going to, you know, like you. You have you as you, and you have a space that's for you. So just know that. Nah, I love that. Thank you so much for time, Kim. This was such an informative episode. I know this will help people really get an idea of what they need to do and what they should expect from a boot camp, especially one for sales. So thank you so much for your time, Kim. One final question. How much do entry-level SDRs make? I would say realistically, entry-level SDR can expect anywhere from sixty thousand to start, and you know that's just their base at least. And you know, of course, they have the OTE, right? You know, you tackle on another thirty um, is very realistic for me. It's realistic, but of course, there are people who actually you know can hike up that quota real good and you know meet that unlimited potential. But set a goal. That is realistic for yourself, and make it fun. That's the that's the end of the you know that's that's really the key. If you are just going to work and you're you know you're dreading about you know hitting the base and not making your OTE, then you know it's it's time to put a support system at work and and get you you know how to get you there because you know there there are processes in place for you to do that but at the same time you know everybody have bills everybody have obligations so make it a priority that you know this is you know something that you can live with and this is something that you need to have to be to to make it for your for yourself for your family yeah don't sell yourself short no good advice good advice so <laughs> Just realize that salaries will also vary. Um, I've mm-hmm. seen salaries go down a little because in this market, and it's going to vary depending on industry. I've seen some have bases of like thirty to forty-five k. Um, it's going to vary. What I always say is focus first on getting the right opportunity. Once you gain experience, you can always switch industries. You can move up, and your salaries will go up more. For example, one of the person that I did the resume for who made half a million. He doesn't have a base salary. All of his was commission, and he's made that for twenty years. I did another resume for someone who makes six figures and has made it for the last 10 years off commission-only jobs. So just realize that there are a lot of opportunities. You have to figure out what works for you and your life situation and what you need. But I've seen salespeople, again, without college degrees, make 100K to 500K. So do your research. It's out there. (laughs) It's definitely out there. So appreciate you sharing everything, Kim. And thank, you know, thank you for giving the listeners a lot of great info. Of course, Janaea. Thank you so much for having me again. Glad to be here. Um, you know, and con- people can connect with me and, you know, I'm happy to share however I can and help out. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Another great episode. Thank you for listening. Hopefully this information was valuable and you learned a lot. Stay tuned for the next episode. This show is sponsored by you. No Degree wants to remain free from influence so that we can talk about the topics without bias. If you think the show is worth a dollar or two, please check out our Patreon page. Any amount is appreciated and will go towards making future episodes even better. Follow us on Instagram or Snapchat at No Degree Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash no degree inc. 
If you want to personally reach out to me, connect or follow me on LinkedIn at Janaid Iqbal, spelled J-O-N-A-E-D, last name I-Q-B-A-L. Until next time, no degree, no problem, nodegree.com.